You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Mmm, that's the mealtime high From now on our troubles will be out of sight Okay, podcasters, this is for you Have yourself a merry, merry, merry Christmas Ray and Jim will be here with you From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are in the golden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we'll all be together if the fates allow and a shiny star on the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now I'm gonna scat one here we go jazz scatting jabba doobop ba-dee-lee-oo-boo day Shabba-dabba-boom-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-bam-b
Okay, here we go for the podcasters. Have yourself a real podcast Christmas. Let your hearts be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Yeah, as long as you listen to Lynn and Jim, there'll be no more troubles. Whoa, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are in golden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Podcast people, we're all gathered together. For the fates allow, and your shiny star on the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Oh yeah, right now, yeah, right, 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 this moment. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay, we want to welcome our podcasters. And we had the Ace Awards the other night. Uh, and our show won the Music Award. So I'm told by Brian this morning. So we're getting up there. <laughs> little by little. Wait, the rain I start singing and doing all kinds of that, stuff. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're doing we're gonna do two shows today for our Christmas. So when I'm coming around the Christmas time and two half hour shows. So here's the first one. You know, it's the time of year when people's thoughts are move on to maybe sometimes more serious things, or we enjoy ourselves but kind of coming to the end of the year to think about ourselves. So I think of the three wise men looking for the stars that leads to, um, to the birth of Jesus um, as a sense of that light. We're all looking for that light, not particularly for that reason, but that light representing higher consciousness. So as we search the sky looking for the light, one of the things we notice is that um, there's obstacles in front of us that we can't see the light with the ordinary mind and ordinary eyes that we have. So this year, we're, this time of year, we're thoughtful about higher consciousness and um, what would that mean to us. I'm going to say a couple of things, a couple of points. In the first session is um, Buddhism, mindfulness, um, and the Buddhist idea. Now, Buddhism is... Uh, later on, as we go along, I will talk a little bit about the traditions, but let's... Buddhist, Buddhism, to me, is more like a psychology. And I'm particularly uh, going to a particular deity. It's um, what are the obstacles in the way of consciousness? That ordinary mind cannot get there. Ordinary mind in the Buddhist world, from the language of Pali, P-A-L-I, is uh, doggy mind. 
That doggy mind chases bones. That's all it knows to do. Toys. But on the other hand, if we it think... It chases ass, too. And Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than bones. Yeah. So you can get its, uh, it can get its uh, attention very easily by throwing the bone. But a line is different. You know, Buddhists have an idea of line mind. A line mind is steady. It's steadfast. It's connected to its nature. I won't just change any bone. So doggy mind to more of a line mind, that's speaking kind of Buddhistically, if we can say that. So they're interested in mindfulness. Uh, well, there are other traditions use prayer and different things. Buddhism uses mindfulness and, um, and other things too. There's different segments of Buddhism. There are some, what I would call, um, uh, more spiritually uh, uh, headed um, with ideas of deities and so forth. So it's different branches of Buddhism. But mindfulness would cover them all, which is a mind that could look at something, just to give it a simple definition, and w would look at something with non-judgment. It's a softer mind. It's not critical. It's not trying to go after what's wrong. I want to be right. It's a softer mind, and that would be mindfulness, a soft mind that's aware, it's open, it's allowing the other to speak, it's trying to take in what the other has, but not, not so much to be totally swayed by it or identified with it, but to allow it to come over our mind, our being, and give it a chance to speak. Now, one thing Ray and I were talking about earlier, and he came in this morning and he said something that he, he, he's uh, tried a little bit. Buddhism makes the uh, uh, differentiation between thought and awareness. Now, thought in general tends to be very chain-like. One thought leads to another thought. Uh, it could be heavy. It could be commanding. It could be angry. Thought um, has like that power behind it, where awareness, you know, we can think of another level, awareness observes thought. They kind of are next to each other. And as thought is coming through, and now the chain is beginning, one thought leading to another, awareness can ha uh, allow for a little delay. Now, awareness focuses on thought. And thought, which is very used to going into chain reactionary mode, can feel the, almost the heat from the subtle heat from awareness and almost calm it down. Doesn't have to identify with it so much. So awareness almost acts, acts like a, a way to get a little distance from our minds. And this is more of the monkey mind, doggy mind, I mean, ordinary mind. It's just full of its own prejudice, mostly and opinions and uh, domination is very much involved in that. So awareness. So we'll, we'll use that de um, subtle t technique of Buddhism, uh, our podcast, uh, pod uh, audience. Remember, feel a thought as it comes. Maybe everybody could try. We can try it right now for those that want to try it. So as you're sitting and listening to this in front of your computer, and the next thought comes, whether you're thinking about, is this right or wrong or something, but anyway, whatever the, the next thought comes, bring something we call awareness, which is more to do with the, 
a sensation. It's very subtle. And have that awareness sit by your thought. So see for a moment you can have that feeling. There's your thought. The awareness is right next to it. The awareness allows a little soft heat on the thought. It may calm it down and it may uh, help with not a chain reaction. Because our, our mind is very obsessional. Once it gets a hole of the bone, it's going to keep going. So I want to add that in our first part, uh, um, in our Buddhist section, as we use Christmas to find those stars, those lights that will lead us to a practice, a person, a tradition, a school. Remember, I call this, um, what do I call this? Bicycle training wheels. These are the training wheels. Um, no guru. No one, I'm nothing special here. But that if you got interested, you could work on your own. So, Ray, you said you were working with it a little bit. What, what, have, you, what have you found? Uh, the thoughts, like, they're pretty demanding. And um, what I found was that you're kind of ruled by your thoughts and then... It is a chain reaction. You go from one thing to the next. And and when I brought awareness to it, it, it was like I wasn't a prisoner of my thoughts. Mm. It's like it got brought out in the light a little bit. And I could see it and realize that it wasn't really that serious or realize that, you know, it didn't have to rule the day so much. So bringing awareness to it. And first I forgot, you know, and because we were talking about it the other day and then I've been going through some stuff and I'm kind of sick and it just really took me to another place pretty quickly too where I was like oh, all right I've been down this road before it's recognizable you know your thoughts are recognizable and they are patterned and the awareness brings that to you it makes you more conscientious of your behavior you know, mm -hmm. and your and your thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, and where they take you. And for me, they, they you know, they're on a loop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I've been through this kind of stuff before and I've been through, you know, like the job and everything else and everything else that occupies my head. Um, they're not that serious, you know, and they can be toned down a bit. You don't have to go down that same road. You don't mm -hmm. have to go act out or you don't have, you know my usual stuff. So that was pretty, it was, it was interesting to witness. Okay, Ray used the term earlier, he said like a, like a prisoner of that, of that force, that mind, that chain, particularly it's chain reaction. Remember thought, the texture of thought is usually heavy most of the times. That's where in a certain kind of mindful, happy way or funny way. But as a rule, thought can be heavy. Awareness has a lighter texture. Might be a way to understand that. Thought, when you find a thought or you're driving with something, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to make our points. And, but um, even while we're, we're using thought sometimes as a, a tool to really get something across, and, and many times that's needed, but at the same time, we can feel this lighter texture next to it. So that, that's the part that we've been, we've been working on. 
And when you're using, when you're in thought, it's like you pretty much are beating people on the head with it anyway. I mean, at least that's my approach. You know, I mean, you got to make your point. You're, you know, you're dead set on it. You're going, mm-hmm. yeah, but or mm-hmm. whatever, and you know, you're you're just stuck in it, and it's on a loop. And if you lighten it up, it's it's like you get the other person, or whatever you're doing, it, it gets a new it gets a new layer to it, which is, is easier to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't carry it around all day. You know, I noticed that. I've been carrying a lot of shit around. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's heavy. Yeah. When you, you know, when you're making a point, carrying a lot of shit around, sometimes when we take a listen and our attention into our minds and we find we are carrying a lot of stuff. We're rehearsing things from the day before, but they're obsessive. They're they're hard to stop. They just seem like they've taken over, like a parasite that's taken over the mind and is now just going to keep those endless thoughts coming to us. So some way to break that chain, first place to come back to ourselves and break the chain um, and feel the heavy, actually weigh the thought. You can feel like the heaviness of it. It has a demand in it, usually. Some way it wants to be heard. And also, another part that the Buddhists make about that, that as long as we're in a state of chain thinking, obsessional thinking, chain smoking, we can't hear the other. We only hear what seems to be apropos to the thought that we have. So in other words, we can't allow the other um, their place. And that's another part of it. See, so when you, if those who want to work with this, see if that's not so. It's so, because when you said chain thinking and then chain smoking, I immediately wanted a cigarette. Mm. And it was like a trigger, like, okay, I I need to go have a cigarette. Mm. And I saw that just happen right here, right now. Right now, right. So we can see the little triggers. Remember these deep-rooted programs, those lines that I use, that just produces um, reactionary, all thoughts and behaviors all the time. We're caught in that, and that's what Ray's calling the prison. And I got, and you know, it's funny, I got my half um, cigarette right outside, too. Mm. I, I put it out before I came in, sitting right there right now. Uh-huh. It's, it's beckoning me. Yeah. Damn it. The call, the call for our obsessive kind of thing. We all got them. Um, that's just a small one. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, that's actually big with me, the smoking part. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm hooked in there. You know, and it's true. You're not going to bring, if you're hooked in it, you're not going to become aware. Because mm-hmm. the other is just so, it's like a tidal wave versus, mm-hmm. versus you know, a paper boat. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to, how are those two going to meet? Yeah, yeah, it's really strong. So Buddhist gives us this idea of mindfulness, which registers experience, but it doesn't compare. It allows a deeper knowing to arise. Now, that's another point. So the idea of mindfulness, which we'll be talking about a little bit in the uh, weeks to come, we're just hitting the surface of it, is that it, the first part of Mindfulness is to register the experience in oneself. So here's a person speaking to us, let's say, me right now, and um, 
or who is ever in front of us. And the first part is to make a little room just to experience how I'm feeling. I kind of check into my body to feel, is my heart racing? Am I anxious? Um, so I have a sense of that, checking into that. It allows a deep knowing to arise. Now, there, there's another important point I think they're making. So if we quiet this down and the chain is not moving as fast and maybe even delays for a moment, it's like a train running through the station, just goes through everything, just keeps going through the stations and it's not taking on passengers, sort of, uh, just racing through. When we reach a state where we're quiet, that's a very big word in the Buddhist world, quiet. Some way we got to still ourselves and then maybe from that there's a possibility a deeper knowing could arise. It couldn't happen while that train was racing through the station. But now that I'm quiet, the train has gone by. It's like there is when there's a stillness. You ever wait for a train and particularly if you're at a, just a regular outdoor station, not Grand Central Station, and the train whizzes by. You might be just like in Atlantic City or something, waiting to get back to, to Philadelphia. Hey, wait a minute, what am I saying? This is California. I used to take that train back to Philadelphia. But anyway, when the plane, train rushes by, there's the breeze. You can feel the breeze of the train, and... Uh, there's a stillness. And in that stillness, if one can keep one's attention with that stillness, a deeper thought could arise, not the obsessive thought, but something else, usually maybe with a little compassion. Why are you throwing that compassion in there? Because when we're not driving ahead and not demanding there's a chance to feel something more at the heart level. The, the, the state of the condition of the other person. In other words, get it, kind of put ourselves in their shoes. We can't do that while we're obsessively demanding. It's almost impossible. Um, we, just, we just want our say and we want to be right. That's our main thing. And our image could be raised by other people thinking, well, you know, we're right. And so, um, so. A lot of time goes into that. Yeah, most, most of our life in this prison, we live in it most of our life with very little moment, very few moments of being out of the, the, uh, the momentum of the mind. Okay, so from our Buddhist standpoint of view. You know, I was thinking of Plato's Republic, too. It's another view of our, of our predicament. He has us in, in a cave, and it's dark. And that's part of this thing called being asleep. And he tells the story of that, being in a cave and being in dark. The only lighting we have is kind of an artificial lighting. But that's the only lighting we know, is that artificial lighting. So we stumble around in the dark. Um, and sometimes while that's happening, a small group of people will be interested and will begin to search other parts of the cave. 
They're not just staying with the, what's there, what's comfort, and being lit up by the, the dim light, the artificial light, which thing, it thinks it's the real light, but it's the artificial light. And as they roam around the cave wondering, you know, I wonder about this life in the cave. I wonder if there's anything else. They see like a little crack in, in the rock of the cave, and they look over, and there's like a little sunlight coming in. And they say, boy, and they smell like there's a little air and sunlight coming through. And they gather around that with some idea that maybe this light is the light we have to have more of, not the artificial light. And they begin to think about it. They begin to uh, talk to other people that there's a possibility that this cave life is not all there is. There's another level of life to do with real light and sunshine and and a possibility of a life outside the cave. So when Ray said the prison, I think Plato's cave is very much like that. That that was the Republic, right? Yeah. You know what's funny? I um I don't know how many years ago I went back to school and that was like the required reading for a philosophy one or whatever, oh, you know. Uh -huh. And um, I was too lazy to, to read the book, so I got it on tape, and I still didn't listen to it. <laughs> You're just saying that right now, and I'm going, oh, I think I have that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I got it on tape. Maybe I should listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a good analogy of the condition we're in. Now, we're trying to go from the artificial light and borrow television and all the stuff of life that presents all the excitement of life, all the possible successes. But, but in the state of sleep, it's more of the artificial light. So when these people, for example, would begin to smell a little different air and a more pure air and get them more light, then they would have to find out what's needed of them, what effort is needed for them to get into the light. And that's a question we kind of asked ourselves in this state, this prison that Ray speaks about, um, what efforts do we need? The podcast audience can kind of take this in. What do I need and what efforts do I need to give to get into the real light and not just be satisfied with the, um, the dimmer light uh, what did I call that? Artificial. Artificial light. Yeah. So ask that to yourself. Let's all of us ask that ourselves. If that interests us as we roam around the cave and listen to this show, what could this lead to as we look around our life and really experience the cave effect, the artificial part of life, and ask ourselves, what's the obstacles that may be in a way and what kind of efforts do I need to make? Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not an easy question there, Jim. No. At all. You know, I mean, that's a lifetime of work that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's all this. Almost everything I'm mentioning is not anything short. All, everything, starting with the mindfulness of Buddha and meditation and all that stuff, self-observation. Uh, that's lifetime. That's why I'm calling this just a uh, training wheels. Well, let's say you're in the quick fixes, like for 
instance, me, you know, or not quick fixes necessarily, but just getting that door a little open. You know, do you have any advice or do you have any like kind of rhythm how you would even start something like this? Well, I mean, the starting point, the launch point's a tough one, you know, because you're going to be in a, a quandary, you know, much like I am a lot of times sitting here next to you. But, you know, I know, I mean, how do you start it? How do you even get, get to get and how do you even, you know, even though I know, you know, to put effort in this, it's, it's lack of effort, which is the funny thing about it. You know, I mean, but how would you suggest starting something of this nature? Well, there's the first. The, the, the first thing we're trying to do is actually experience the situation we're in. Now you said quick fixes. All right. So if a person even has that idea that I, I'm just I'm just into quick fixes and nothing seems to penetrate or lasting with me, just go from one thing to the next thing. Um, so I need to begin to study, even if you just start from there, study the quick fix. And also to determine whether problems I'm having with this in my life, is there a need for help with it in the sense of psychological help? That might be the first idea. Though I can't just figure this out myself, I really need to find out more what's in my interior life, the more Freudian, even if I want to use that more unconscious life, in my past life, and my past, my early life, childhood difficulties and development. So that would be, the first thing would be to see, to actually need some kind of counseling help and ask yourself that, that question. And, um, and then if this interests me, also, which, uh, which um, you know, I remember from last week, someone said, can I bring in some resources? I've been thinking about that, and I look through my library. But anybody that's, uh, to answer the question of that uh, person, anybody that would like to start something uh, in this particular, in the, in the modality I'm speaking of today, the mindful in Buddhism, is to go to any either library, any public library, uh, speaking of city library, or Barnes and Nobles, or those different chains and have them look up meditation on the, the screen and you'll find they'll have a half a dozen kinds of um, particularly beginning meditation. But at the beginning, so if you just want to know about it, or the word mindfulness uh, will also bring up uh, this material printed on my mindfulness. Um, so we could start with that uh, if you want to go that direction can do a little reading to understand the nature of it. We don't know what meditation really is, even a little bit I'm saying about it. And went through things with Ray about it, concentration. And I'll, I'll go back to that, too. But in the meantime, you could, you could be reading about it and see what different schools and the different ways that it's used. So those two possibilities would be start knowing your own position, knowing you got you got to be right in the middle of understanding, can I experience my sleep or is that just some theory I hear? Um, you so know, speaking of experiencing your sleep, you know, prior, I think last week, you know, we, we had a little bit of meditation here and um, with becoming more aware of myself, I, I saw that I was, um, 
I was doing sittings prior, you know, for 10 minutes, but I was like waiting out the 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was really meditating. I was taking more of my old self to meditation. It's like I wasn't there. I was just looking at the countdown. Okay, damn it, I got to do This is just another one in the long fucking list that I have to do. So it didn't... And then when I did it with you here, I would take what I learned there and, you know, paid more attention to my posture, paid more attention to my breathing, paid more attention to my abdomen and the opening up and felt my body. And so the last couple of weeks I've, I've... truly experience the meditation and way different than the riding it out part way different than the countdown all right i gotta get going or whatever it might have been so you know it was like one was more or less a challenge and of the you know the 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 old mind or my my stuff and then it met this and then met some awareness and it was like all right but it wasn't see it was important don't discard the first part you saw that you were bringing, but what else could you bring at the beginning? Really, you bring what you know, and you found uh, you found yourself bringing the old something. To yeah, it this. was like hurried, hurried. You know, it was hurried and you know half-assed. You know, or felt under the gun. But but see, don't that learning is important. Yeah, I, I actually experienced that. It was rushing. It was under the gun. It was the old ordinary mind doing its stuff. That is a beginning thing. You see yeah. what I mean? Don't don't discount that. No, I'm not discounting it. I mean, I know that's part of me, you know, and I know those are heavy associations with my past and my behaviors. Right. And, and to bring awareness to them actually let me sit, you know, not properly, but in a different way. I mean, I wouldn't call it, you know, a right way or a wrong way, but a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, that was pretty, pretty mind and eye opening. Yeah. You know, that you see, and then to bring awareness to thoughts, I mean, I see my chain of <clears throat> thoughts. I see, and then the funny thing is, or the irony of it is, you see it in other people then too. Sure. And you go, okay, I, I see where they're stuck because I'm familiar with being stuck there. Or I know that story. You know, everybody meets people and you go, oh, okay, I've been down this road. Or, you know what, stay clear. Or, you know what, that's attractive. And then, you know, so we all have our stories that we're bringing to the others too. But right. the more you're on to your own, you know, the, the more you're be- being on to something a little different. That's right. So we're first trying to... Remember, we're starting from the beginning. We're trying to just contact where we are. Okay, so I see we're rolling around to 30 minutes. So we're continuing today. As we go through the traditions, we we started with Buddhism and their mindfulness and then uh, traditions that seem to be more like a psychology. Okay, so we talked about them, this mindfulness, but remember that one particular practice is important, the one that Ray feels like he's uh, getting something out of. The subtle difference between thought and awareness of thought and how awareness can begin to affect thought uh, by the softness it brings to it and that um, um, observation it brings to thought and its um, bombastic nature. Okay, so we'll end with this one. Um, So we thank you folks for coming to our 16th. And... um, and we're going to start our 17th in just a minute. Okay. Talk to you later. Hey, do Bye. your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing.
that's the buzz. Hey, hey, do it like um, what are those th- conch shell? Yeah, how long could you do it for? About five or six beats. <laughs> chords and scales. Okay, so we're finished with our first and we'll be seeing you shortly for our seventeenth. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Mmm, that's the real time high From now on our troubles will be out of sight Okay, podcasters, this is for you Have yourself a merry, merry, merry Christmas Ray and Jim will be here with you from now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are in the golden days, happy golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years will all be together if the fates allow and a shiny star on the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now I'm gonna scat one here we go jazz scatting jabba doobop ba dee you boo day Shabba dabba boom bam bam school bee ba scuba da be bop bo ba dee ba bee ba bo bo ba ba bee ba ba bo bee ba ba do do dee bop ba ba bo bo bee bop ha ba 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 dee ba bee bee Ba ba boo boo dee ba boo ba dilly you do dee ba dilly you bee ba dilly you boo ba bee ba boo doo boo da ba ba dilly you boo bee ba boo bo ba bee ba 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 bee ba 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 bee ba 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 bee ba bee ba ba bee bee ba doo dee ba dee ba da ba bee ba ba dilly you boo bee Okay, here we go for the podcasters. Have yourself a real podcast Christmas. Let your hearts be light. 
From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Yeah, as long as you listen to Lynn and Jim, there'll be no more troubles. Whoa, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are in golden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Podcast people, we're all gathered together. For the fates alone And your shiny star On the highest bough And have yourself A merry little Christmas now Oh yeah, right now Yeah, right, right, right this moment Oh, yeah. Oh. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.